Hey everyone, a quick note here before this pod gets underway. There's a little bit of a math error courtesy of yours truly. We were going to have 14 picks and me and Grant who's on this podcast. We were going to have 7 picks each, 14 picks in total. But instead, lost count. So instead, we had 8 picks each, 16 in total. So if you see in the description it says 14, disregard that. Had 16 picks, went a little bit too overboard. Maybe had a little bit too much fun picking all these great movies from 2014. So just a little bit of note there. So 16 movies in total uh, that we picked for this podcast. So that being said, everybody, hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. Be on the lookout for some more pods like this down the road. Had a fun time doing this one with my good friend. So hope you guys enjoy. New Entertainment from the 573 here. Back again. It's been a while, but we're back here. We're doing something a little bit special. Something that we've never done. Now I've seen this done on uh on one podcast and I've and Grant who's up with me on the podcast again. Say hello, G. What's up, Ron and listeners out there? I'm glad to be back. Now he was telling me that Will Kane and his crew had a similar idea uh kind of like this, but we're going to do a different taste, a different spin on it today. Since me and G were both graduating members of the class of Crowsville High School 2014. So I figured, you know, if we're going to be doing this, we might as well just go back in time and just do one in our graduating class. It makes sense. Yeah. We both, I mean, there it was a good movie year. So I guess let's talk about the movies. Uh, G, looking back... At these movies, what did you think about this this slate of movies as we were heading out of high school and heading out to the real world? Man, there was a great collection of movies, and some that I forget that came out in 2014, but man, from the big big box office hits, that series, from other movies that just came out standalone, so there's all kinds of different ones from all kinds of different genres, and there's some great movies that came out that year. Yeah, it really was like I I don't know I don't know how many you had on your list in its entirety, but I had like thirty three that I've seen from this year, and I think you you think about how many movies you see after they've already had their theatrical release, and it's crazy to think how many movies you'll see from a year uh, that you didn't see initially in theaters. I think I counted fourteen on mine that I didn't initially see, and so I've seen fourteen since, but like. It was a good movie year. You had a lot of variety. You had, of course, your Oscar winners and like Whiplash, The Grand Poodle, Best Hotel, a couple others. You had, of course, the big blockbusters and X-Men Days of Future Past, Winter Soldier. You had Surprises and Guardians. Uh, then you had one film not so far from us and Gone Girl and Cape. Then you had one that was a big surprise and how well it did was with John Wick. And then you had movies like Hunger Games Mockingjay Part 1 from books and series that we both love. And it was just a nice uh, nice mix of movies coming out of uh, high school. I remember vividly as we were heading out, of course, Winter Soldier was coming out close to the time we were about to head on out. But I remember Carter was trying to find Winter Soldier on the internet. And I, I remember, I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to feel guilty about it. I, I tried to as well. But like it was that was part of the great movie year that was twenty fourteen. Uh, 
So I guess I'll, this is a, this highest grossing films from 2014, starting at the bottom, Interstellar at 10, Amazing Spider-Man 2 at 9, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes at 8, Winter Soldier at 7, Days of Future Past at 6, Mockingjay Part 1 at number 5, Maleficent uh, coming at number 4, Guardians at number 3, The Hobbit Battle of the Five Armies coming at number 2, and Transformers, the only movie passing the billion mark that year, coming up on top. So 29th highest grossing film of all time, passing and getting to 1.1. And Big Hero 6 was a movie I saw here in the last few months. It grossed over $650 million, highest grossing anime film of 2014. But, you know, just looking at this year, you really kind of take a look back. It's like, oh, yeah, six years have passed since then. And it's crazy to think how much life has changed for us in that regard. I think maybe our movie taste, well, mine in particular, has changed since then. Like, if you take a look at some of these Oscar movies that came out that year, I probably wouldn't go, I would probably go see them now. And so, looking back at it, it's, uh, it, it was an incredible year, a lot of variety in there. And looking research, you, you had Snowpiercer on your list. I looked into that. And of course, like, that's a show now on TNT. Yep. And it's got Jennifer Connelly in it, W. Diggs. And I didn't know that there was a movie version of it. And I just, I found that out. I found out that Bong Joon-ho, the guy who directed Parasite, directed this and uh, did pretty well at the box office. Had some pretty big stars. Cap and Captain America's in this movie. I didn't know that. So uh, it was really a, it was really interesting to kind of take a look back and, uh, I I think I might want to take some take a look at some of these movies once we get done here. But what we're going to do is we're going to draft these movies, and here's how we're going to do it. So you guys know how the NBA draft lottery works: fourteen picks. You know how the NFL draft works: each of us are going to get seven picks. You sevens around the usual average number a team gets in the NFL draft. So we're each going to get seven picks, and who and G gets the number one pick. Did, did a wheel, went on the internet, found the wheel, did miss two out of three. G gets the first pick. And so he's on the clock now. G, now I hope this pick isn't the surprising one that you had. But if it is, we're just going to be starting off strong here. All right, so we're good to go? Yeah, we're good to go. You're on the clock. All right, so for this first pick, I went through, looked through Wikipedia, looked through IMDb, top movies to 2014. And everything. And so in 2014, I was trying to think of the most anticipated film for me personally. And so I thought about it long and hard. And the one that stood out, and it's going to be a surprise pick, the movie I'm picking is, I'll get some background first before I release one pick. So I first heard of this movie when I was taking a class at CMOS. It started off in Kennet. And I was studying as a geography class. We were told to choose one country, so I chose the country of North Korea. Really? And so, you know, there's all kinds of interesting things, the crazy things that come out of North Korea with their leader, Kim Jong-un, and I was, love researching every day, every single day we had to do news articles that came out of the country and big stories, and so around that time, a movie was coming out about North Korea. Ryan, do you know what movie that was? I just picked up on it. <laughs> what, what is it, Ron? Is it the interview? It is the interview. Oh, man. So, my first <laughs> overall pick, I choose the interview. And so, the night, you know, it was going to be in theaters and everything. 
and they canceled all showings of it because North Korea was upset about how the interview was going to portray Kim Jong-un and North Korea, so they canceled it. So they released it, and you had to rent it on YouTube or online, so it came out midnight, and I forgot the specific day. I meant to look it up, but forgot. And I forgot how much money I paid for it, but me and Ethan sat in the middle bedroom on my laptop at the time and watched the interview. Have you seen the interview, mm-hmm. interview run? So I enjoyed it. And seeing the fallout after it came out with how North Korea felt about and everything. And it's funny. has a great cast in it. Yeah, because Rogan and Franco are in it. Yes. And so, I mean, it's a great, funny movie. And, I mean, I still think of some of the scenes. And they apparently Kim Jong-un was obsessed with Katy Perry. And, <laughs> I mean, that's what, that's what they say. But it's so it's hilarious. <laughs> and I haven't seen it since. But I think it might be on Netflix now. But, I mean, it's, it's a great movie. So, that was my first overall pick. Well, my Netflix trial, well, my sister's is running out, so I might have to run and check that out and see if it's worthy of the number one pick, but wow. It's hilarious. It's a good movie. I just like how they have Kim Jong-un in it. It's, 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 it's a good movie, so that was my first overall pick. Wow. So there we go, the interview at number one. Now, I'll tell you what my pick is not going to be here, and this is going to be dragging it down a little bit. Interstellar. G. You know there are times in a movie theater, there are some certain, there are certain movies where you kind of look at your watch or your phone and you kind of wonder when's this going to be over, you know? That's how I felt with Interstellar. I remember I went and saw it by myself. I remember just thinking, like, how long is this going to go? And that's one of the worst possible thoughts you can have going into a movie. And as it continues, that's one of the worst possible thoughts. But it was just confusing. I'm not used to Christopher Nolan's style. That's not anything Dark Knight trilogy. Uh, I still don't completely understand Inception, but who does? Uh, I don't know how many people are going to understand Tenet when that comes out. Like, I, I was watching a little teaser during the Grizzlies game today and said time inversions. Like, okay, well, you're going to need to see this three or four times, but that's the brilliance of Nolan's films, you had to see them so many times to understand them. And so you get repeat viewing, but that's not my number two pick. You know what? I'm looking at my draft board here, and I told Grant that there's five specific ones that I was go- that were in my top five that I felt really good about. Uh, I think I got to go pick Winter Soldier here. I mean... No surprise there. Uh, no surprise here, but... I I did think about a couple others that you know that were very strong contenders for the summer pick. What else does need to be said about Winter Soldier on this podcast? It's like one of my favorite MCU films and one of my favorite films. We did a whole podcast on that. Go check it out. No plug intended, but I just you know it matured the MCU in a way that it needed to be matured. We know the MCU style. It upped the ante a little bit. Now they haven't done anything like it since then. Uh, which I think, you know, you can understand why, since Marvel's more so the more fun than DC's being the serious type. But I think, you know, going back to something like that could be fun. Maybe Black Widow does that in a way, but Winter Soldier here, I mean, 2014, I mean, you think about the Hydra twist in there. Like, you think about how shocked you were. You think about some of the, uh, the standout scenes, the opening scene with him in a stealth suit. The fight with Cap and Bucky at the end, some of the lines in there, Nick Fury possibly being dead. Uh, I know if somebody's listening to this and hasn't seen it, I know I'm spoiling it for him, but you know, I've been known to spoil things before on this podcast, so 
it, you know, take that in mind. But like, as far as number two pick, I think it's pretty good. So, all right, now we're at number three. So it's a solid pick right there for number two. I was, I knew Ryan was going to go with that as his first pick since it's probably his favorite movie of all time. Well, I don't know about that. I mean, I I would think Endgame would be considering you see a film eight times. That is true. So, with my number three pick, so in 2014, a lot of books that I've read came out as movies or part of the series came out as movies. So, I was thinking about a book that I read for my number two pick. And so, there was a, a book by John Green that I read. Do you know where I'm going with this? Yeah, I know where you're going with this. Yeah. So, the book came out in 2012, and it was everybody's wanting to read it. Everybody, I mean, especially. Girls especially want to read John Green, and so my aunt and cousins and friends told me about this book, so I decided to read The Fault in Our Stars, and so, have you read it, Ryan? I haven't read the book, but I've seen the movie. So, you know, the book's about two kids, or not, well, I guess they're two teenagers with cancer, so the book was fantastic, so I was like, I gotta watch the movie, so I did watch the movie, so that was, my number two pick was The Fault in Our Stars, and the Movie did not disappoint either. The book was great, the movie was great, and so that's why I chose to fall on Stars. That's some good. It had a good cast too. Yeah, it did. I mean, looking at Shane Lee Woolley, Ansel Elgort, Laura Dern, Nat Wolf. Yeah, I mean, like really proven good actors that are on to doing good stuff. Like, yeah, like you know, I think you know with that stuff. I mean, you, you look at it like, yeah, it might be for girls, but like you guys read it. I mean, you never know. So, like, it, it's for everybody, but, like, I agree with you. The movie was good. Um, I think it was on recently, and I watched it again. Like, it was so good. Like, one scene I can't watch, but I know is absolutely gutting is that scene where they're, they're going to meet the author. Yes. And that's like, oh, man, that's a tough watch, but, like, it has to be there. And the book, I mean, you know, I always mean personally think the book's even better than the movies. The movie was just as good as the book, but then I read that in the book. Didn't know it was coming, and it, it just, it's sad and everything. It's it a great movie and great book. All right, number four. I'm not going Marvel here, although I could. I'm going to go with a film that kind of surprised people. I'm going to go John Wick here. <laughs> I knew that was going to be your, your next pick, run, so that's why I left both of those off of my list. <laughs> Listen, with John Wick, thinking uh, think about this. All right, so this film... Got 87% on Rotten Tomatoes. And the budget was around 20, 30 million. Made 86 million at the box office. Of course, the next one, they upped the budget because it does so well. But looking at this, who could have seen that Keanu Reeves would have a revival of sorts with this? I think one thing I've heard mentioned with Keanu is maybe don't give him that too many lines to work with and you're good. And like it showcases here. Like, the, really, the story is an entirety is, spoiler alert, about somebody who steals his car and kills his dog. And for a while, I, I didn't understand that reference. And then I saw the movie, like, oh, yeah, oh, I hope he kills that man. <laughs> but, like, that was fun. Uh, I think, wasn't the, I don't know if it was the Allstate guy was in this movie? Yeah. Like, yeah, so like I was like, yeah, that's Allstate guy. He's in there, so obviously he gets killed. And the whole Baba Yaga thing is great. The whole lore of it. And you're just seeing where it's become now. 
like now you're going to get four and five shot back to back. And after three, have you seen three? I have not seen three. Oh, man. Three's insane. Like, his first kill in three is insane. You're, and you, if you see it, you're going to be laughing at who he kills. Like, it's going to be somebody you know. I've heard Britton, you, and Tyler, he loves John Wick. That's who he wants to be like as he goes through his army <laughs> training where he wants to be a special forces soldier. He wants to have John Wick abilities. So well, I've, heard, I've heard about some of the, the skill scenes in John Wick 3 from them. Well, like, they're crazy. They're, it's insane. Like, But, you know, John Keanu Reeves, just awesome. It's a revival of his. And now, I mean, look where he's at now. Doing all sorts of stuff, you know. It's a true Keanu science. But, so that's number four for me. What's number five? All right, so I made a list this morning and gave it to Ryan. But I started another list that I forgot that was on my laptop. And so this movie wasn't on my list. And I don't think it was on the list that Ryan sent me. But it's a war movie. And I remember watching it in 2014. I, don't, I can't remember if I went to theaters and saw it or when it came out, but it has a great cast. And so it's about a tank commander and his crew as they fought their way across Germany. Oh, yeah. And so, I mean, I enjoyed this movie. You know, some some people might not have liked it, but my pick was Fury. Yeah. A great cast of Brad Pitt, Shia LaBeouf. It yeah, was, Shia was great in this. Did you? So you did, uh, did we go see it together? No, we didn't see it. I think I saw it. I think I ran at Redbox, and me and my dad watched it. I remember watching it. Okay, maybe that's how I watched it, too. I know I watched it with Ethan. But, I mean, I really enjoyed the movie, and I put it on my list previously, but forgot it. And it wasn't on the list you sent today, was it? I, I, I don't know. So. I think I, I had it on my list. But, but, like, yeah, Fury's, like, look at it. It's got 76 on Rotten Tomatoes. And you said great cast. Uh, Shia LaBeouf, Brad Pitt, John Bernthal, Michael Pena, Logan Lerman. I mean, it was a great cast. Great cast. I mean, it was on a budget of sixty-eight million, made over two hundred. And you know, especially I mean, for us both, any war movie, especially World War Two, we're in. We're in. <laughs> I, I enjoyed it. So I mean, so, I mean, especially this genre has a few picks. So hopefully, Ryan doesn't choose one of my other picks. I was angling for later on. Ooh. Well, there's one that is said in World War Two that I don't know if I'm going to pick. We'll have to see where these picks go. But uh, for number six, I'm going to go with another one of my top five since it's on the board already. I'm going to go Kingsman, Secret I, Service. I, I knew you would choose that one as well. Uh, I mean, Kingsman was another unexpected surprise when you think about it. Uh, directed by Matthew Vaughn. You got Colin Firth in there. Mark Strong, Samuel L. Jackson, got Taron Egerton. Uh, first thing I think a lot of us have ever seen him in. And he comes in there and, like, it's a really different type of spy espionage movie. And a whole lot of theatrics and a whole lot of fun. Uh, first thing I think about is a scene where all the heads blow up. <laughs> it's just, like, with the music, you know, and, like, it just as, like, that was great fun, and the fights in there, uh, the final fight between uh, uh, Giselle and uh, Eggsy, great. The fight in the church was insane, where like they set off the whole chips, and he just goes off and kills everybody in so many different ways. But that was one of the unexpected surprises. Now, the sequel, I remember you and I saw the sequel 
I think maybe the sequel probably fell flat for some people. I know they got the prequel coming out. I don't know this year or next year or whatever. You know, it depends on what you know what the movie schedule is going to be like. But I mean, I think that was another surprise and it was another standout job. And like, I didn't see this in theaters, but it was really good. So yeah, overall, I thought the movie was better than what I was going. Was I initially was expecting? It was a little bit different than what I was thought it was going to be. So I mean, it was. I thought both movies were actually a whole lot better than I initially thought they would be. So, I mean, it's a good fit. I, I knew you would choose it, though. <laughs> All right, so now we're up to number seven. All right, so for my next pick, uh, for pick number seven, my fourth pick, I was thought long and hard. And so, like I was saying, I was going to have several picks that deal with war movies. And so, this was a big movie of 2014. And it was about a sniper, Navy SEAL, Navy SEAL sniper, that saved countless lives on the battlefield and turned him into a legend. And so with my pick, I went with American Sniper. And, you know, it starred Bradley Cooper. Yeah. It's a great movie. And I really enjoyed it. And I thought it was just awesome. You know, it was directed by Clint Eastwood. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, it, t- it told... With his story out there in war in the Middle East, and you know, it has a sad ending and I mean, just action. I thought it was great. So I thought it was a great movie. You enjoyed it, didn't you? Didn't you? I don't think I've seen it. You haven't seen I, American. Sniper. I don't think I had to be honest. Now, listen, I told you pre-pod that there are some movies like I think now. Well, not now. I mean, we're in the freaking pandemic right now. But 2019, Ryan, he would have seen that probably. So like, there's a lot on there, not here I would have seen last year, but no, I haven't. So do you know how Chris Kyle died? No, I. Mm-mm. Wow, so you don't know that. But I know it had a sad ending. I know he died. But... Okay, so I'm not going to ruin it for you, but you know it has. I mean, it's true for most people that been to war. You know, and he can't escape what happened there. American hero for everything he did, and I know when I'm playing Call of Duty and other brands that get a good snipe, we say we're Chris Kyle sniping, but definitely an American hero, so I'm not going to ruin it for you how he dies, <laughs> but you need to watch it, and it's, it's definitely a must-see. Alright, uh, well, that's another movie to add to the list. I gotta check that out. Hopefully it's out there somewhere, but uh, if it's on TV, I'll try to give it a watch, so that's pick number seven. Pick number eight. You know, I'm going to throw a curveball here because I feel like some of my other top movies are going to be on the board. I'm going to go I'm going to go with Draft Day. I'm going to go unexpected here. I watched this movie the other day and it's just so bonkers how Kevin Cosner is wheeling and dealing as a GM. And you know, so this is where I, this movie came out again in 2014. Think about the Browns in 2014. That draft, they got Justin Gilbert, and they traded up to get Johnny Football. So, for the Browns, they probably felt like odd draft day was kind of like the real thing, where they get these two studs on offense and defense that are going to change the game for them. You know, get a stud corner, you get a franchise quarterback. Didn't work out for them. I don't know how it worked out for them, for the Browns in the movie, but... You just seen Kevin Acosta at the end just asking for straight up for his three picks back in a special teams player with no regard for like what the other guy wants. And so the the part about this I really love is like you have 
Kevin Costner as the GM. You got Dennis Leary as the head coach. You got Jennifer Gardner as the salary cap girl. And, you, you know, they're talking football and all that stuff. And then here you got Monte Mack, who's played by Black Panther himself, Chadwick Boseman. So I did a, the Black Panther pockets for Charles going back to that. Chadwick Boseman ends up as the number one pick of this draft. Nice. He ends up as Jackie Robinson. Black Panther, that's a good slate. You know what else Kevin Cosner does? He selects Ray Jennings, who's played by, guess who? Tennessee dude, Arian Foster. So, just seeing Kevin Cosner do all this stuff, like, it's freaking crazy. Like, none of these deals are realistic. Like, would you trade, like, the sixth overall pick for three twos? No. Like, I mean, well, I guess it gives a show that Jaguar GM was young and stupid. So, like, that's <laughs> what they were talking about. That's what they were hoping. Uh, you know, it's kind of like some of those GMs you see in, both, in the NFL and NBA you, you know are going to be bad at dealing. Uh, you know, Kevin De- David Kahn from the Timberwolves all those years back, selecting Johnny Flynn and uh, Ricky Rubio in the same draft. I mean, so, like, thankfully for the Browns fans in, it wasn't uh it wasn't that situation, but draft day, I'm going there number eight, so I'm this is a curveball. I was a little bit surprised, you know, I thought you'd go ahead and go with Guardians of the Galaxy, which I'm pretty sure will probably be one of your later picks. And it means so on the board. So I mean I honestly thought that's what you would go with. So I mean that is a little bit surprising to me. So with my next pick, I'm gonna finish out my genre of war movies. <laughs> and so I went with the imitation game. Yeah. It's World War Two. It's you know, I like math and you know, it's about an English mathematical genius and he tries to crack a German code with help from other mathematicians. It's got a great cast, Benedict uh Cumberbatch. Cumberbatch. <laughs> I didn't want to say it wrong, it sounds stupid on the box. I knew Ron would help me out. Well, I mean you're not gonna be the first or last person to get his name wrong. And so, you know, he's a great actor in his own right. And so, I mean, I did. I haven't watched. I didn't watch it when it first came out. You did. You and your dad go watch it. Okay. Mm-hmm. I see. I thought you did, and I thought it was very interesting. Anything with War Two and other war genre style movies, I love. So I thought this was a pretty, pretty good movie. You know, it's rated pretty high for the year of twenty fourteen and everything. So yeah, like you made it was a ninety percent. I'm looking at the budget. They made this on fourteen million. Made it almost thought, over two hundred thirty. I thought that was pretty. That's good. Pretty impressive. And like, yeah, the the cast is amazing. You got Kira Knightley in there. There's a couple British actors I recognize. There's a couple from Downton Abbey. I don't know if you, the podcasters know this, but I like Downton Abbey. He does. He, <laughs> I do. The, my whole family does. We were all excited to see the movie last year, but there's a couple from there in in this movie. But that was the other movie I was talking to you about that I could go with if I were to pick a war movie. So. There it goes. Uh, it's off the board for me, so you take it. It's very, very good movie. So now I was debating between this and this for my next pick. So hopefully you don't choose the movie I'm going to go with for my next pick. So, so I guess I'll go with the obvious pick. I'll go Guardians. <laughs> uh, let me ask you this. I want to get some perspective on this. I think we're probably going to do a Guardians podcast at some point down the road, maybe. But. What do you think about Guardians beforehand, and what do you think about after coming out of the theater? Were you like me and kind of surprised? Yes, like uh, most people, I was very surprised by how good I thought it was, and you know I was kind of skeptical going in because you know, like, because I wasn't really informed about it what it was before I seen it. But I mean, I heard a little bit about it, and I was like, this isn't going to be as good as the other 
Marvel movies that come out because you know they mostly just have one superhero or whatever as a star. Yeah. And so I mean, thinking I mean, these guys, I mean, the people who make up the Guardians of the Galaxy, I think I don't know if I like this. And this is actually Ethan's favorite. One and two are Ethan's favorite Marvel movies, and he likes them over any uh, Marvel person. And so, I mean, I, I enjoyed the movie. I loved the second one as well, so I'm looking forward to the next one. Yeah, I mean, the, the damn problem does, he had the whole James Gunn thing happen, and that kind of pushed everything back, and now we got this pushing it back. But, uh, you know, going into it beforehand, that, you're unsure about it because, like, it's in space, it's a talking tree and a talking raccoon. Uh... And then you got these three other outlaws. You got Dave Bautista in there. How good of an actor is he? Uh, Chris Pratt. One of the things I found interesting is that James Gunn didn't want Chris Pratt as Star-Lord. Really? And like, but the casting director, he, she had already seen him come in and audition for a couple roles. She put him onto him, had an audition, got the gig. And he comes in, Star-Lord. I mean, we love a good Missouri kid. He's a Missouri kid at heart. That's right. Although he doesn't want to come back to Earth probably now after <laughs> everything that's happened. But I don't blame him. But I think afterwards, you're just like, really, wow, Marvel can probably do anything. They can pull anything off. Like, if they could do that, like, I mean, the sky's the limit. Look at what they got planned for down the road. Uh, this is a sign of things to come. But, you know, great cast. Batista and Strax was awesome. You can't really tell it's uh, Ben Diesel was screwing Bradley Cooper's rocket, to be honest. Uh-uh. See, I mean, that's what's crazy, that part of it. And, and you know, I saw that they were casted as them, so, I mean, I thought it was pretty crazy. And uh, you, can't, you can't tell. I, you can't. I mean, think about it. If you're Ben Diesel, you just get to say, I am Groot in different ways and get paid for that. <laughs> just that's like, think, crazy. Just, like, think about that. Think about how easy of a paycheck that would be. Just think about all the ways you can say that and get a nice paycheck, but I guess that's pick number eight, so I'm going Guardians. So with pick number nine, I thought there's you know, there's several trilogies and other stuff that were part of movies of 2014, so I thought of a movie that me, my brother, my dad, mom, we all loved this trilogy. I mean, that was the new trilogy, I guess I should say, because it was an original series back in the day, and so I'm pretty sure you've seen it. It deals with a monkey named Caesar. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so the first part of the newer trilogy came out in 2011, Rise of the Planet of the Apes. Yeah. So in 2014, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes came out, and I liked it just as much as Rise of the Planet of the Apes. You know, I really enjoyed that series, and it was such a good movie, I thought, and Maybe not as big name actors as you would expect in some of the great movies that came out in 2014, but yeah, yeah, I loved loved that movie, loved Caesar, and, and I enjoyed it. Did you see it? Yeah, I saw it. I'm surprised I forgot it off my uh, I put it off my list. I didn't have it, but like that's a great pick. You know, thinking about that, Dawn is probably the best one yep. of the trilogy. Uh, War. I think everybody's kind of thinking you got War in the title. It's going to be a full-on war between both humans and apes. It didn't turn out to be like that, but, you know, it was still a nice capper to the trilogy. But this second one was so great, and I I just think about that. The two scenes in particular that come to mind was the scene where, you know, they're fighting the humans, 
Cole was leading them against the humans. I think about that. And I also think about at the end where he and Caesar are going at it. Yeah, it was such a good scene. And I mean, I can watch this movie and the series anytime it's on TV. It's such a good movie. It is such a it is such a good movie. Like I, I didn't see I saw these last two in theaters and Matt Reeves directs them. Like he's got other projects and like he did a great job of this. Andy Circus. I don't think enough people give him enough love. Uh-huh. The motion capture work he does is insane and is revolutionary when you think about it. Think of all the characters he's done in mocap. Like Gollum, for example. Yeah. And he's done Caesar. He's done all, all these other things. He's now in the MCU. He was in the MCU. He's directing Venom 2. So, like, he, he's gotten all these things and opportunities where, like, he's really revolutionized that in a big way. So, I'm like, that's a great pick. It's good. That's why, I, honestly, I thought you would have chose it by now or <laughs> was on your list. So, I was glad I got to choose it. So I, I really enjoyed the movie. Man, I can't believe I forgot that. But, yeah, that's a great pick at nine. That's a steal right there, to be honest. So, at number ten, let's see. Where am I going to go with number ten? I know Days of Future Past is on the board. <laughs> Gone Girl still on the board. There's a couple other movies on the board for me. No, I'm going to go Lego Movie here. I'm going to go Lego Movie. Uh, talk about a great animation movie. Talk about, I mean, like, it was one of the best ones. All-Star voice cast. And, like, you think of the song, Everything is Awesome. It's in your head. Yes. Like, and Chris, uh, Phil Lord and Chris Miller, who did a movie that we watched recently, Into the Spider-Verse, you for the first time, uh, they, they had a huge part in this movie. And you can really tell why. Like, it was fun. It was creative, and like, who would have thought a movie about talking Legos would work? Yeah, I didn't think it'd be as good as it was. You know, it even has Liam Neeson, Morgan Freeman in it. Like yeah, the cast is Will Ferrell. I mean, Will Arnett, such a good cast. Yeah, and they spin off that Will Arnett voice Batman into like the Lego Batman movie, which I I actually love that movie. That movie's fun. Uh, but yeah, like you think about it, you don't think a movie about talking Legos would work. But I guess it goes to show you in Hollywood, a lot of things can work. And that certainly did. But, like, that was one of the standout animation movies, I think, from the year, besides Big Hero 6. Yes. Because I know Big Hero 6 got a whole lot of love. And, like, I guess I'd have to rewatch it again. But, like, I've seen this movie a few times at least. But that's where I'm going at number 10. So you're up at number 11. Where are you going to go? So for number 11, I tried kind of thinking of a movie that I watched recently. And so I watched, I'm pretty sure it was on Netflix or it might have been on Hulu. I forgot where I watched it. But during the pandemic, I was watching movies about every other night. Started a movie at one, went finished until three or so. And so one of my favorite actors is Denzel Washington. And so I like action crime thriller movies. And I don't, I don't think this was on your list. I think I added it to it. But with pick number 11, I went with The Equalizer. Have mm. you seen The Equalizer? No, but I've heard Denzel's great in it. But Denzel's great in everything. It was very good. I enjoyed it. I know Joey's favorite actor is probably Denzel Washington, if not someone else. I'm pretty sure that's one of his top ones, and he's seen this movie. He enjoyed it. Ethan enjoyed it. And now I rewatched it again a few weeks ago, a month ago, whenever it was, and I really enjoyed it. It's a really good movie. And I think you, I, I, Suggest you watch it and thing, but well, the one thing I think about the Equalizer is I know I haven't seen the full movie, but I think of that one scene from The Wolf of Wall Street where I was talking about the Equalizer. I know it's something different, yeah, and I know he goes off on a huge tirade about it, but like that's what I think about. But uh, 
I saw a trailer for this movie in theaters and, you know, just Denzel being, you know, cool action Denzel and just like owning everybody in the room, acting wise and in the movie wise. So, you know, so it came from, it used to be a TV series in the 80s. Well, that's what I guess uh, Max Belfort was watching back in the day. And I didn't want, I mean, I haven't seen anything about it, but it's, it's I want to, I'd like to check it out because, yeah. I remember that on Wolf of Wall Street, but yeah, it's a good movie if you like action, crime, and, and deals with some Russian gangsters and all kinds of stuff. It's a really good movie, so I have to go with it since I've seen it recently. It's a very good movie. All right, so I'm not going to be any surprise here. I'm going to go with another one that's probably expected. One of the best X-Men films of all time, Days of Future Past. I don't think... I. What do you think? Let's talk about this. What's the best X Men movie? Because I think a lot of people say Logan, this, maybe Deadpool throwing that one, the original X Men trilogy movies. Like, I just saw the original X Men trilogy movies a few weeks ago. Really? Yeah, like, I've seen parts of them, but I never seen them all the way through. I heard X X2 United was the best one. And The Last Stand, I've heard a lot about The Last Stand, but I don't know where. I know Logan is one for some. Is it that for you, or is like Days of Future Past up there? Well, I I thought Days of Future Past was pretty good, but I remember watching the original that came out in the early to mid-2000s. That's where I, me, and Ethan got hooked on X-Men, and we bought an X-Men, I guess, Xbox game. Man, it might have been PlayStation. But for me personally, The Last Stand is probably my favorite. Really? Because, yeah, I remember I was 11 or 10 at the time and staying over at my grandma's house. We rented, I think, X-Men 2 and X-Men Last Stand and watched them. And that was, that's been my favorite one. Logan was awesome, so I think X-Men Last Stand is my favorite. But this movie that came out in 2014 is really good, though, as well. It is, because you do, you're dealing with kind of time travel in a way. But you're also bringing back the original cast. Yep. And it, it's great to see everybody back. Of course, there's the rope cut, which I was talking to Peter a while ago. I was like, you disregard that. You're like, not even the move. But you bring the old cast back, you got a mix of the new and old. I got to say, I really like Fassbender McAvoy as, you know, Magneto and Professor X. I mean, if Disney were to bring him in, I wouldn't complain. I don't think a whole lot of people would, but just like, you know, and this movie did a whole lot of... The, with uh, I think this probably would have been a good capper to the whole X Men stuff because it takes you back to present day. But I got a quick question, Bill. With X Men, are you excited about the new mutants? It's got me intrigued because the trailers have been pretty good. And it's a, it's a horror film. It's just like, how are they going to put it out? Is it going to be theaters or Disney Plus? I saw another preview for it last night. You know, it has a pretty good cast. As well, you know, from popular TV shows, you know, you think of Maisie Williams from Game of Thrones. Yep. I'm uh, the guy from, uh, <laughs> somebody just started, I was thinking about <laughs> before, um, uh, what's the TV show in the 80s or, that's on Netflix that everybody loves? I'm, uh, Is it uh, Umbrella Academy or something? No, 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 like no that? the uh, one that deals, I'm not my mind with Blake, but you know, Charlie Heaton. Um, uh, uh, Stranger Things? Yeah, Stranger Things, you know, yeah, he's yeah. on it. And there's a couple of other people that are good younger actors, but, you know, I'm excited for the new mutants. So, I like, I like anything X-Men. 
Well, you know what? A new mutants. It's a, a new mutants had a rough go of it. Let's be honest. I mean, yeah. that thing was supposed to come out three years ago. You know, I don't have a funny joke about that movie as I do with the Flash DC movie. Like, you expect the movie about the fastest man alive to not take so slow, but I mean, it's been so many years. Like, I've heard another joke where like they were saying like the cast's grandkids are going to be here when that movie comes out. Yeah. It's like, it's just been unfortunate for it. That's got delayed this far, and now you got this pandemic. Push it back even further, but, you know, I'm going with Days of Future Past here. Great movie. If you haven't watched it, go go and check it out. It's great fun to see a mix of the old and the new. I mean, and talking, staying on X-Men for a while, First Class is amazing, too. It is. Like, you know, great origin story for both those characters, so... That's where I'm going. So now you're up next at what? Pick 11, 12? 13. 13? So this is our last two picks. So I guess before we get into that, what are some movies that didn't make the cut? So for me personally, my last pick, and I just changed my mind what I was going with, but I thought of maybe 22 Jump Street. That's a great movie. Oh, man. I thought about uh, The Babadook. was the only horror movie that I think either one of us had. It's, a, it's been on Netflix for a while now. And I watched it. It was pretty good. Then I thought of going with the Grand Budapest Hotel. A lot of sites have it as number one. I mean, once I looked at the number one ranked movie of 2014. And then I was going to go thinking of going with two Robert Downey Jr. movies of The Chef and what was this, The Judge. Yeah. I thought of going with one of those. But I changed my mind at the last second. And so with my movie, because it has such a memorable scenes to me, I'm going with, it's a comedy. Can you guess what it is? And it wasn't on my list. I just changed my mind just a second ago. It's it's going to be a comedy? Yep. I'm trying to look on this list of comedies here. Is it uh? It's got a big cast. I'm looking at Blended. That's the only comedy I can think of right off the top of my head. So I'm going with another Seth Rogen movie. I'm going with Neighbors. Oh, okay. I forgot about that one. Yeah. So, you know, it has a big cast. It has Seth Rogen, Zach Efron. It's got uh, Dave Franco. Yeah, Rose Burns in it. Um, Oh, there's some other. Joey Vargas is in it. It's got a great cast. So, I went with that. I mean, have you seen the movie Neighbors? Yeah. So, can you think of one scene that's funny that 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 sticks out to you, the one maybe I'm thinking of? The one where they where they uh, take the airbags out. I so mean, that one, but the one that I was thinking of, where they all do the Robert De Niro impressions. Oh, that is one of the funniest <laughs> scenes in that movie, if not the funniest. And you know, me and Ethan and Tyler, Tyler loved that movie. We would always joke about about that scene. So I, that, I decided last minute to go with Neighbors, even though it wasn't on my list. Man. So neighbors there. I know they did the second one. Second one was good as well. Just neighbors was incredibly funny. But Twenty Two Jump Street, incredibly funny too. It's a lot of a lot of big movies, funny comedy movies that came out that year. Yeah, I totally looked over neighbors. I didn't think about it that way. But you know, Seth Rogen was in Twenty Two Jump Street too. I mean, he was in like three or four different comedy movies that came out in twenty fourteen. I mean, yeah, Interview, Neighbors, that. I mean, what else was he in? I mean, there's a whole bunch. I mean, so there's some others that missed the cut. Um, I think, you know, uh, I'm looking at, you know, there's a Jack Ryan Shadow Recruit movie. I mean, you're yeah. big. You like the Jack Ryan I, I show. I thought about going with that. Yeah, that's like just another surprise pick change my mind at the last second. I think, 
Hunger Games Mockingjay Part 1, because me and my sister were talking about it. Part 1 is probably, I don't know, Part 1 maybe a little bit better. I don't know. Yeah, what do you think? I, I think it is, and I almost went with that. Then I almost went with, I forgot to say, Divergent. Did you yeah. read the series as well? I didn't read the series, but... Divergent, it was, Divergent movie was alright. You know, it has low scores, depending on which website you look at. But I also thought about going with the Maze Runner. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the Maze Runner movie, I from uh, talking to other people that read the book, they all thought the movie was terrible compared to the book. So, I mean, I thought the movie was alright. The book's definitely better, but there's other couple other movies I thought about going with. But so, I'm ready to see what you're picking. Well, the thing about those two talking about is like I think after Harry Potter for me, Hunger Games and Percy Jackson, which by the way, amped about the Disney Plus series that's going to be happening. I just didn't really get into these books, and I mean I saw that version I think a little bit later on, and I think I remember there's Insurgent and there's a Legion. I remember seeing a Legion, and like you know a lot of people are saying like oh they're not gonna. It, there's going to be like a part two. Like they were talking about having part two on TV. Yeah. It's like, yeah, that it's probably not going to happen if they're talking about that. Yeah. And yeah. the cast is not going to agree to that. I almost went with The Hobbit as well. Great book. But yeah. He, that would have been on Ethan's list. He loved The Hobbit movies. But for I, was, I feel like you're going to go with a Spider-Man movie. No, I'm, <laughs> no I'm not. I'm actually not. May Spider-Man 2. Listen, the first Amazing Spider-Man is, is fine. I like it. And this one, they just try to do too much. And when a movie tries to do too much and set up too much, it's kind of like DC was for a while. Now they got their footing. They're just trying to look too far ahead into the future, you know. I didn't like Andrew Garfield as Spider-Man, so I I didn't like the movie. I think the one thing I do like about Garfield's Spider-Man is that, you know, him in the suit looks amazing. And, like, the web movements, like, it's so different than what you see from the McGuire movies. I'm like, I mean, of course, technology advanced so far in between those movies, but I'm not going to have it on there. That movie tried to do too much. A couple other movies, like The Hobbit, like, that could have been another one. I've seen most of all three of those movies. I still need to see the Lord of the Rings movies. Fantastic movies. I, I still hate that I haven't. But where am I going for with number 10, with my last pick at number 14? Whew. I gotta take a look at my big board. I guess I'll have to go with Gone Girl then. See, I've actually never seen that movie. I know everybody that's seen it and enjoyed it. You know, it's him and Kate. Yeah. And everything. But I just, I never saw it. I meant to see it, but I've always heard great things about it. Well, like, you see the bridge in there. You see the bridge that crossed over from Missouri to Illinois. And, like, and you point that out. I was like, oh, hey, hey, hey. You know, it's <laughs> like that Leo meme from uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Where he's pointing at the TV screens like, oh, hey, you recognize that. You drive through that bridge every every day or something like that. But I'm going to go with Gone Girl here. Um, I remember watching this movie with my family a while back with my mom and dad. And they like, they, a lot of their sentiments are like, that girl's insane. Yep. And think about what she's doing just to do all of this to get back at Ben Affleck. And... Again, it's like a stellar cast. It's like him, Rosamund Pike, Tyler Perry's in here, uh, Neil Patrick Harris is in here. There's others I'm forgetting, but like, it's just insane to the lengths that the characters go through. And I don't know if you're on any one particular side once the movie is over. 
to be honest. I don't, I don't know if you're on Nick's side or on Amy's side. I think you're just kind of like, these guys are terrible people. <laughs> and, like, they, they've done terrible things. And, but, like, it's shot incredibly. Like, David Fincher directed it, I believe. Didn't Fincher do the social network? Yeah. And so, like, I saw social, social network for the first time a few weeks ago. It's a good movie. It's a good movie. And you can, you can kind of see a little bit of that here where, like, nobody's really likable at the end. At least from my perspective. But I'm going to go with Gone Girl there at uh, number 14. Kind of a local pick, I guess you would say. But I guess, you know, so looking back at our picks, who do you think has the strongest roster? Well, some of my movies were a little bit off the wall, like The Fault Long Stars. But it was a great pick. I went with Neighbors with my last pick, <laughs> Personal Preference. And you definitely have some more bigger box office sits compared to me. So I, I'd honestly I'd probably say you. But I think you, you, you'd go with the Patriots mindset. Uh, that is true. <laughs> I mean, the, the mindset's leaking through the podcast right now. I mean, you can go with the Patriots way. You take some picks that might, you know, people might not understand, but have some value in some way. You can try to use them to the best of your ability. So, I guess so. I mean, go with the Patriots way, even though Brady's left. So I, mean, I got a question now. Uh, I didn't Google it, but you know what movie of 2014 won the most awards or anything like that? I meant to look that up. I was just sitting here thinking of that, seeing if we, there was movie hmm. that was most, or the best, critically acclaimed, award-winning movie of 2014. So I'm pretty, I'm gonna go look at the Oscars and see what they did. I imagine like movies like Whiplash probably got a lot of love. See, that's um, what movie I've seen so, on so many top lists of with the Grand Budapest Hotel. That, I mean, I know. Have you seen that movie? I haven't seen it. And so I haven't seen either or. That's why I didn't include Grand Budapest Hotel. Um, I'm looking at Birdman a whole lot. See that I've seen that on a list of top movies, but. I never did see it in a movie called 12 Years a Slave. Yeah, which I've heard was great. And it's another movie I saw in there was Selma 2. That, that's good, too. Like, 12 Years a Slave, that's another one that has Brad Pitt in it. So he's in, in two big movies. So to run through the Oscars, so uh, I'm just, guess I'll go start here with, you know, the supporting actors and stuff like that. So J.K. Simmons won for Best Supporting Actor in Whiplash. So there's one. Best Animated Feature, Big Hero 6 won. Uh, Best Adapted Screenplay, The Imitation Game won. So there's one for that. Uh, I'm trying to find Best... Uh, okay. Uh, best Supporting Actress, Pat Patricia Arquette for Boyhood. Julianne Moore, Best Actress for Still Alice. Uh, Eddie Redmayne, our boy Newt, won uh, Best Actor for The Theory of Everything, which I've heard was pretty good too. And then Best Picture went to Birdman. Then um, who won or the best performance by an actor in the leading role or whatever? Was it for the Oscars? Yeah. Or was, well, that was Eddie. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, but I think like I think probably people would have Grand Budapest, Grand Budapest Hotel, Birdman, Whiplash, uh, you know, Theory of Everything up there. Uh, like Birdman's got 91% and like, it's a great cast. You got Keaton, Edward Norton, Emma Stone, Naomi Watts, Zach Galifianakis. Uh, just to name a few, uh, just a great cast in all, but like, that's probably one that won the most awards, but 
don't know. Was there any movie in particular that you didn't look back fond of from this year before it got out? Honestly, looking at the list of movies, I can't think of any movies that I thought that were overrated or not that good, honestly. And I thought it was good collection of movies that I, I saw from 2014 overall. I can't think of any that were disappointed to me. Uh, there might be some for me. Like, it, it may inspire me to go back to that. Probably was. Uh, you know, another movie that probably a lot of people talk about, Edge of Tomorrow. Yeah, that, that's a good movie. Have you actually seen it? I've seen a part of it, but I know Blunt is good in it. Cruise, I mean, what do you expect from Tom Cruise? Nothing less, right? Sure, but I mean, probably that Godzilla. See, I thought about adding that to my list because if I never did see it, I meant to watch it when it came out and everything. But just too many other things. But I mean, I saw that was a pretty good movie. I want, I wanted to go kind of go with the Gambler with Mark Wahlberg on my list, but I decided not to because I'm a big Mark Wahlberg fan. But, I mean, other than thinking movies that disappointed, I couldn't think of any that were disappointing to me. Other than maybe the major runner because he didn't live up to the book. But I say that'd probably be the only one I can think of. Yeah. Uh I think for me Interstellar is up there. Uh as being at this point, I've already gone into that. Um Godzilla. Me and Peter were talking about this, talking about it Godzilla, it was on the other day, he was watching it. He was watching it because Elizabeth Olsen was in it. That's his girl. And so it was like I gotta suffer through all this boring human story, including her, and seeing only like really no Godzilla. Yeah. Whereas you go to King of the Monsters last year, <clears throat> I mean you get full on monster fights, and it's amazing. But the human story is still there, and it's just eh. But Godzilla, that's probably up there. You just want to see some more Godzilla in a movie about kaiju monsters. What do you want to see? Well, you want to see the monsters. Exactly. You want to see the monsters fighting now. We'll see how they do with Kong and Godzilla next year. Hopefully it'll be good. I, hopefully it will be. Well, they've had a long time to figure this out. Another movie that I just thought of was, I don't know if you ever saw the first one. Did you ever see Horrible Bosses and Horrible Bosses 2? I've seen part of Horrible Bosses. See, I thought, I really liked, I enjoyed the first one. The second one wasn't as funny. And so I probably said that's a little bit disappointing. You know, it has a pretty good cast on it. Yeah, like Charlie Day, Sudeikis, Bateman, Aniston. Yeah, so it has some good actors and actresses in it. I just have to give us fun this day, unfortunately. Alright. I guess that does it. I, I say this is fun. I say let's do this again sometime. With I enjoyed it trying to think back. And, you know, you don't, I mean, I didn't realize so many of these movies that came out in 2014, it's been six years. Yeah. And so I, I didn't, I failed to realize all the movies that came out there. It's tons of big hits. It's great, great movies that came out that year. Yeah, thankfully. I mean, we need some fun to go and see as we were graduating. Yeah, and it just makes me want to go back to the movie theaters once all this stuff ends. <sighs> me too, man. I can't... I think I saw... I went to the movie theater over 50 times last year. Wow. <laughs> I didn't go that much, but... Uh, again, most of those were repeat viewing. But, like... Yeah, I think everybody's just starving for movie theaters to come back. And going back to Nuke Mune's point, like, who knows what uh, they're going to do with that, whether that's going to be put on Disney Plus like they're doing with Mulan or something like that, but I don't know, it'll be definitely interesting to see but like, yeah, it's really fun to see the movies that you saw six years ago, talk about them later some movies age differently some age better, some age worse some 
may take a little bit while for you to kind of like soften up to and like, but like, uh, like I said, this is a pretty doggone move, doggone good movie year. I've I've heard people say twenty seventeen was a good one. It was. Hopefully, I didn't shock you too much with my first overall. Pick. <laughs> I, I don't think anybody probably saw that coming. I didn't. But I remember just being so excited when it came out. I could watch it on YouTube and then talking about it in my college class and everything. But it's, it's a good movie. You need to check it out. I remember from telling you before, as we were texting to getting this set up. Uh, I asked you, was this going to be an Anthony Bennett level pick of proportions? <laughs> I was like, please, no. It was off the wall. I don't think anybody would choose as their first movie, but I suggest everybody watch it. It's funny and everything. I think all the movies that we chose are all real good movies. I think so, too. I mean, we could have done 2018, but that's recent. But, you know, just got to let movies age well or worse and see where they I land. No, don't want to do anything too recent, but I also thought about 2010. So. A bunch of good movies that came out that year as well. Yeah, a bunch of good movies, but I don't know. This was fun. We'll see if we can do this again, make this uh, something that can happen here on the Entertainment Pod. So I guess I'll do it. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed this draft. Uh, G, this was fun, man. I appreciate being on. I look forward to doing something like this again. All right, guys. That'll wrap it up here for us from the Entertainment from the 573 Podcast. Be sure to go check us out on all podcasting platforms, Anchor, Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher. Go check us out. Subscribe. Keep up with the latest pods. Go check out our joint views and entertainment podcast Twitter account, 573 Pods. Go get us a follow on there to keep up with all the stuff on there as well. So, guys, that'll do it. Thanks to Anchor for sponsoring this episode as always. So, that'll do it for this entertainment from the 573 Podcast, everybody. Talk to you on the next one. Bye.